0: Hey, welcome to Optimize Your Body with Martin Silva, where we talk raw, uncut facts to truly help you
1: optimize your body. What's going on, Drew? How was your Christmas, mate? Yeah, nice Christmas. Mar just stayed in New York, so uh, it was pretty chilled. Um, we cooked together and just sat down. We went to the cinema as well on Christmas Day, so it was, that was nice, nice change. I didn't realize they were open on Christmas Day, but um, neither did I. It was uh, it was quite relaxed because we we're going to go away New Year's now instead. So how about yourself?
0: Nice, yeah, really good, mate, really good. Loved it, um, enjoyed a little bit of time off, you know, some quality time. Um, nice. With, uh, How is it, um, and obviously,
1: there. in the sunshine? It's, it's a bit surreal, right, having your Christmas in the sunshine there? It's weird, bit, mate. It's, it's different than, than the norm?
0: It's still weird, to be honest. Yeah, it is. Mm.
1: Definitely, mate.
0: Um, out here in Australia, it just it feels really odd. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. When you're from the UK, used to being cold and you get that Christmas feel. Not quite here, but I was going to ask you about, um, in terms of you know, what we talked about on the last podcast, mm. indulging, being present, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, did you, did you put that to, to, to pra- into practice?
1: Yeah, massively. Um, sat down at the table, had a good conversation for Christmas dinner. Um, in terms of indulging, like I said to you, I think we spoke on text, but um, I didn't really overeat this year. Um, usually I kind of force myself to eat a big dinner, uh, a couple of dinners probably, then tuck into the chocolates, then the dessert. It was literally, I, I felt full pretty much straight away. Um, I have a different relationship with food now, so that fullness kind of stopped me from continuing, mm. and I left my dessert till the evening until I came back from the cinema. We had a couple of chocolates at the cinema, but nothing too crazy. Nice. No kind of binge eating disorder, uh, disorders, sorry to say that. Uh, no binge eating episodes this time around. How about yourself?
0: That's what we used to have, though, is not it, man? The, the old binge eating disorder. Yeah. Um, it sounds a bit extreme when we say that, but it's it's uh, it's very common. But yeah, I was um, I slipped up on Christmas Eve, mates. I, um, I we went out for food. We just uh, we we had it planned. We we're going to go and have a, have a a meal on uh, on Christmas Eve, and this this place happens to do great pizzas. But in my head, and I already planned. I thought I'm not going to have a pizza, right? Because I know the next day, right? Obviously, uh-huh. it's Christmas Day. And you know what? It's yeah. like, we don't eat those. We don't eat... How, how often do you eat pizza? It's a couple of times a year, right? So mm. feel kind of bloated and stuff the next day or whatever. So I was like, I'm not going to have one. And then I had uh, one or two drinks, mate. And what I've... Your inhibitions realize, were lower. Inhibitions were lower, Drew. That's it, uh-huh. man. So that's what I noticed with alcohol is it's... Uh, we've said this before, we? but it's not so much, you know, the calories in the alcohol. It's the choices you make when you've had a few drinks. Not for everyone, but... Up. Definitely, for me personally, different mate,
1: cravings, right? You are craving that kind of greasy, fatty yes. food, and just salt yes. as well, salt as Sodium, well.
0: especially the next day as well. Definitely, mate. But um yeah, Kim, Kim ordered a pizza because they do wicked pizzas, and I thought, do you know what? It's Christmas. Let's have a pizza. Yeah, had the pizza, lovely, amazing, and then they on the on the menu. Then Kim was looking at desserts, right? So I had a little look for them. I thought I'm not going to have one, you know what I mean? Had a look for them. They do a Nutella calzone, right? And oh, yeah. uh, we were like, go on, and we haven't tried that before. What, what am I doing, Drew? Do you know what I mean? like Day before Christmas, you week, shared
1: or you uh indulged
0: yourself? We should Oh no, we shared, uh, mate. I it was massive though. It came, it came around. It was like another pizza, basically, mate, like a Nutella pizza, right? I didn't anticipate yeah. that. Obviously, uh-huh. I ate it. Um, and then when I got home, then, mate, I ate some more food. I had like a bowl of buckwheat with dark chocolate. So wonderful! It's a binge. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, carbon up, eh. Carbon up, mate, for Christmas Day.
1: Uh-huh. What was you know? What was the thought process when you got you got home? You were like, I've had the pizza now, stuff it. I'll just eat some more. Yeah,
0: it's because I had some alcohol, mate. Like it's very rare I do mm. that. You know what I mean? It's rare I do that nowadays. But uh, I just thought, you know what? I might as well have a yeah. Just the old ways came back to me. It was like just doing it mindlessly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then the next day, then I felt I felt all right. But then when it came around mm. to dinner, I fasted in the morning dinner came around at like one o'clock and um i was just as i was as i started eating them it was like my stomach was screaming at me like don't eat you know what i mean Mm. and then it it kind of we all the stuff we talked about it may be less present makes my stomach was hurting basically is what i'm trying to say so uh that was an error but listen you know i I guess yeah go on it happens it happens exactly i'm still enjoyed it yeah yeah still a great time um, but yeah, I was going to say to you, and in terms of a binge, like I wanted to just quickly before we get going with, with, uh, with the podcast, I wanted to talk about like, you know, what a binge is now, mm. you know, the research says basically it's, it's a sense of like when you lose, when you lose control, right. When you yeah. lose control away. Now, what I will say is on Christmas Eve, for example, I, I felt like I was in control. I knew what I was doing. But mm. for me, it was – and another definition of a binge is just eating a large amount of food, a huge amount of food in a very short period of time, right, which is what mm. i had done. So that's kind of how you define a binge. Um, yeah. But how would you – like how would you define a binge, Ann, for example?
1: it would, For me, it would just be kind of uncontrollable eating and yeah. I guess kind of throwing the towel in, you know. Sometimes mm. you'll eat something that – for example, you had the pizza and then you had the dessert, right? That mm. may have been fine, but then – when you go home, you were like, "Ah, oh, bugger it! I'm going to yes. have that's it. Buckwheat. I'm going to have chocolate." You and cross you, the line. You, you, yeah, you cross the line. You kind of lose all track of what your goals are, um, your health, I guess. Yep. Um, the progress you've made previously. Absolutely. And you're like, you just throw the towel in. You're like, oh, it's Christmas. I'll just eat and eat and eat and until you prob- you probably felt sick at the time as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I didn't I don't know what definitely
1: wasn't hungry, Drew. You weren't you weren't relating food to um, you weren't relating you you were relating food differently, right? So it's different values, right? You were just looking at the taste, mm. how you felt at that moment. You weren't thinking, right, um, how am I gonna feel this evening or how am I gonna feel the next day before dinner? You That's know, right. your digest your digestion was off. You were probably feeling tired and, and sluggish yep. because exactly. you had probably a different type of sleep, right? Um, and that's where you you kind of crossed the line there, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I it. say, and it's also associations as well. Like we sat down in front of the TV, and then I was like, oh, I might as well eat some more. You know, that's another association, isn't mm. it? But obviously, because yeah, the yeah, that yeah, definitely. But um, anyway, let's uh, crack on with what we were going to talk about. Then we were going to give the listeners uh, six steps for building your best body in 2020, and we're going to burn through these quickly, uh, pretty quick. But we're going to give you uh, drop our main tips and uh give give our best kind of advice so number one and i'll let you crack on with this right i'll let you uh, give your insight first For, I, we, we we agreed on following a well-structured weight training program you know yep. no more training off the cuff uh what's mm. your insight on that buddy
1: I just think that we often lack kind of direction, right? When it comes to our training program, um, especially when it comes to the new year, we, we go all guns blazing all out. We're looking for that fancy workout, but you're, you're better off, you know, finding a training program that has some sort of direction, it helps keep you disciplined, right? Mm-hmm. And helps you stay on track. More importantly, helps you stay on track with your fitness goals long into the new year, mm-hmm. not just in the first four weeks. Where you're following I don't know a high intensity workout or something like that that you're going to burn out relatively easy if you're following a structured weight training program with different progressions um, will it help you make will it, will it help you move better feel better get stronger um, boost your metabolism these are the questions you need to be asking yourself going into the new year definitely other than is this training program making me feel is it is it hurting me? Is it is it making me ache all the time? Is it too intense for what I need and what my goals are long-term? These are some of the questions you need to start asking yourself. Definitely.
0: Yeah, progressive overload really, isn't it, as well, like going into the science a little bit. You've got to um, c- continually, you know, overload the body, so you're continually making making progress, but I don't mean, like Andrew said then, I don't mean just high-intensity training, doing a blast for four weeks and stopping, it's maybe doing, you know, a a specific phase of weightlifting for four weeks, and then progressing onto a different phase of weightlifting, you know, changing the rep range, changing the rest, and yeah that's pretty much it really it's just following yeah. a structured weight training program i think and you if- can't
1: you can increase that intensity over time like we're not saying don't int- don't train with mm-hmm. intent and intensely however start slowly going into the new year then build on that intensity then start um progressing as martin said progressive overload where we're doing more reps more sets less rest right mm-hmm. increasing that intensity over time and then you'll probably see uh, maximal results rather than just trying to do it all in our first month and then burning out
0: mm. and I'll, I'll elaborate a little bit on that at the end of the podcast anyway because uh, I've got something we've, we've got something in store for the listeners number two stop restricting foods and start adding more whole foods I'll start with this one Drew right if you don't mind mm-hmm. so the approach that always works you know for me with clients always works I mean long term not sometimes always is adding more whole foods so yes. being consistent with adding healthier foods to your diet is by far the superior approach to restricting foods. I know a lot of people listening to this now, we're recording it on New Year's Eve, but it's going to be you know, right at the start of the year. And you're going to be wanting to get in shape, you know, or maybe wanting to just make more progress with your fitness goals, physique, or whatever that is and by you all of a sudden restricting and going, right, I'm gonna cut these foods out now, I'm gonna cut them out, I'm sick of it, I'm Mm. gonna restrict these foods and I'm gonna just nail it this year. That is not the best approach. The best approach is for you to look at which foods, because I know every single one of you listening to this, and even Andrew and I, we could do with adding certain foods to our diet. There's, there's literally no, li- there's no limit, is there, and in terms of rotating yeah. and adding nutrients. So for example, fiber is one that a lot of people are missing. So a, a, an easy win is how about you add more leafy, like what I'll do with, for example, some of my online clients, they're missing, they're lacking on fiber. I'll say, right, how about you add some more leafy greens this week to your, to your meals? Once I look at their food diary and they're consistent with that, Okay, let's add some let's add some berries this week. Let's add some berries most days to your uh, to one of your meals or to your shakes or whatever it is. Boom, fibres up. Okay, we we're, we're lacking a little bit on protein. How about this week we focus on adding one serving of meat to your daily intake? Simple, simple as that, Drew, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on that approach?
1: I think it goes back to what we said earlier, right? About you had a little binge, right? So your sh- restriction in my my experience leads to Mm binging. And then binging usually leads to overeating, right? And you also get an overriding sense of guilt. Um, And then that usually leads on to you exercising at too high intensity, uh, punishing yourself with your workouts. And that gives you then a poor relationship with both nutrition and training. Um, So certainly what you're saying is true there, Emma, and definitely adding more whole foods to your diet. Reason being, they are... more likely to make you feel good. For starters, we talked about digestion earlier. Make you feel like you have more energy. Um, Also make you feel fuller, which is important for most people because if you have a a diet that is high in processed foods, processed foods are designed to be highly palatable. Therefore, you're more likely to overconsume those processed foods. Now, whole natural foods will put a dent in that it's very difficult to overeat them and overconsume. Therefore, it's going to be easier for you to maintain your weight or take weight off, etc. Right? Boom,
0: and there we go. So, what will happen there? Because a lot of people listening might be thinking, "I don't want to add more calorie or whatever you think, you know, whatever your kind of mindset is on that." Because a lot of people are scared mm-hmm. of. They feel, but the bottom line is when you add more veggies more healthy foods you're naturally gonna reach a state where you don't you're satiated and you're not craving those foods which make you overeat as andrew just said then um yeah that pretty much covers that one drew number three walk more and increase your neat you explain this one good and how about you crack on me
1: uh neat is non-exercise activity thermogenesis so this is everything you do outside planned exercise so this can be walking the dog, fidgeting, um, doing housework. Uh, There are a number of examples there. Um, So a simple increase for you. People might argue that steps shouldn't be included in NEAT. That's bullshit. Just include that anyway. Um, A simple increase in movements or steps may be enough for like a beginner, especially like during this time of year, as we said earlier, following a well-structured plan, not going too intense with the workouts. As a beginner, like just moving more might be a simple enough for you, simple enough way for you to elicit change, right? Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily have to go to the gym first off. No, exactly. You may you, you may be able to just go for a walk. That'll increase that energy expenditure. You're eating mm-hmm. a little bit better, and you start to change your physique that way. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, and it's something you can do long term without hurting yourself, right? Mark? and Absolutely. again, more. You, sorry, I know you're trying to uh, no, jump in with that. No, with no, comp- no, 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 um, no. This can be to beginners. This can be related to Martin and I who do fitness modeling and we need to increase our steps or just need to move more anyway for just for health reasons. Increasing steps may, may be um, a valuable tool for those who go to the gym daily because there's a lot of people who go to the gym who feel that they're relatively active or or highly active. But However, you might go to the gym for that one-hour-a-day lift weights, but you may for the rest of your day be sat at your desk for eight to 10 hours right you may drive to work drive to the shops so you might not be getting that much activity in throughout the day although you feel that you're active because you're going to the gym you're probably still pretty sedentary so if you're checking your steps and tracking your steps and you're only getting between two to four thousand but you're still going to the gym I would say you're still fairly sedentary Mm. so adding steps to your current regime is an easy win for you, right?
0: Definitely. Best investment you can make for 2020 is just get yourself a wrist wrist piece. Uh, Fitbit, they're inexpensive. Like when I went away recently, for example, I kept my Fitbit on, keeps me accountable. I know where I'm at. At the end of the day then, for example... If I, if I like, I noticed I'd done like 5,000 steps. I just went on a longer walk after I ate my evening, ate my evening meal, got me up to 10,000 steps. Keeps you accountable.
1: Uh, what was 4 it doesn't four? have to be an expensive one, right? No, it can no. be a cheap ass, Mate, just my, track. It doesn't matter if it's, it's, it's uh, yeah. most high tech, just track and just then track. just use that every day and hold yourself accountable.
0: hundred percent. Um, what was number four and you, you, uh,
1: uh I said like make small changes. Okay. Um, uh, so like just being patient, developing different habits, good habits and, I guess putting these, you know, you're going to see a lot of people pushing four-week transformations in January. I'd imagine uh, six-week transformations, although that's gratifying uh, at the time. It can be irrelevant if, you, if you're not looking good, like, for five years or ten years, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, you know, stop looking for the latest craze um, or diet regimen. That's a huge one, diet regimen, because you know people are going to be pushing, like, keto diets and vegan diets in the new year. <laughs> Do what's best for you uh, and work on those building blocks that we always discuss, like your. Uh, stress, sleep, nutrition, steps, uh, strength training, and weight training, etc. So,
0: mm, great stuff, yeah. And that's a good point you made there. That's gonna. That's what a lot of people will be exposed to now straight away, especially the vegan diet or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I'm gonna follow this now because I want to get my results. But the bottom line is, just slowly make behavior changes. It's yeah. very, it's, it is difficult to do that, right? Which is why a lot of people, um, you know, jump into the uh, to certain diets because it's like right, I want to try and get. And I understand that. And there are studies do show that for certain people... Get cutting back on, on food or restricting for a short period of time, maybe three or four weeks, can be really beneficial because it cause it can motivate you. So it, you know, for certain people who are looking to shift, especially people who are overweight, that can be a good approach to start with. But literally mm. for a short amount of time, as Andrew said, the key thing is to slowly make changes. As, as I, it relates to the the second point, you know, like slowly yep. adding more whole foods gradually. You know, not not necessarily. Drink my water. Week gradually exactly drink more water like consistently for you know it, it sometimes takes you know a long time but it's, it's patience is a big one there so yeah slowly make changes and just think about like if you're consistent with those simple things imagine like six months into the year even where you'll be you'll get crazy significant results even with a space of you know four to eight weeks if you're following a proper program uh, et cetera et cetera
1: Which, right and but, we have a lot of time right Mark there's you know people are out there who are constantly going following this diet then putting the weight back on then mm. three months later they're following that diet. they've been you've been doing that for years like you exactly. have a lot of time to implement these changes just stop over i think we're all o- we're over complicating things definitely. and our industry is is confusing people as well right definitely. so there's a lot of nonsense out there so we're trying to take the confusion out confusion out of that for you 100 um, um
0: but, yeah definitely mate what was uh what was number five mate
1: uh, five, um, it is to not over-exercise, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of the biggest mistake I, I see people making in the new year, uh, trying to do too much at once, um, especially feeling guilty kind of post-Christmas going into the new year. Um, so they start exercising probably six days a week, My, realistically, with work, life stress, family, and things like that, that's not attainable. No. Um, it it sometimes lead it usually leads to burnout or even disappointment. Like um, think like what you want to do ultimately is you want to say right I'm going to commit to maybe one to two sessions per week right. Um, then if you do a third or fourth session if you have more time, give yourself a pat on the back and say well done right. But if yeah. you say I'm going to commit to six sessions a week, you're only able to do three or four. You're going to feel terrible, right, about that. You're, you're going to beat yourself up because you haven't been able to get to the gym six times. Set realistic um, goals, in not it? Definitely. Yeah.
0: 100%. Yeah, I think, that's a, And I love that point because uh, I find it's, as we said before, As we said before, it's kind of normally two camps where people are either, you know, they hit the on or off button, so they'll go six to seven times per week for a certain occasion, like working up to a holiday or whatever. And then, yeah. you know, they're on and then they, boom, they hit the off button and then they stop altogether. Uh, and as we've said before, the person who is consistent, just as you said then, with setting realistic goals like two to three times a week, I am not going to miss the gym for anything. I'm going to hit those two sessions and I'm going to make sure they're purposeful weight training sessions, for example. That person will get absolutely insane results, right? And not even like long-term, obviously they're going to by far uh, outdo the person who's on or off. But even a even relatively short-term, you know, those um consistent habits really pay dividends right so um
1: yeah man so that, anything else you or? know that's not that's not a big task either even if it's walking twice three times you know we're going to increase our steps twice three times a week that's a, that's a tick and that's a win in your direction right
0: 100 percent,
1: 100 percent,
0: definitely so that's the key over right it's going to set you up for failure that's the bottom line because um it's it's not sustainable most of the time and also you're just not going to get as good results in terms of building muscle losing body fat when you're putting your body into too much stress so yeah. what was the last point drew uh
1: the last one is a bit wool right um it's about practicing self-love martin um you're pretty good is at a good this point do you want though? to elaborate on that do you want me
0: yeah no no go on
1: start off um I think just training, training because you you love your body as opposed to you're hating it, um, which is kind of something that I've had to battle through in the past as well. Um, just have like a lot of compassion for yourself, especially when you're going through this process, um, because if you don't, it's going to be a, getting in shape is going to be a hell of, hell of a lot more stressful. Um, so, like I, I have discussions with clients about this all the time. I often ask them when they're putting themselves down. I often ask them how would you speak to your friend in this situation. And most part, they will say, "I would tell my friend the complete opposite to what I'm saying about myself." Mm. So talking negatively all the time about yourself and 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 how you're doing and how you're looking is not going to help in this process at all, right?
0: Absolutely, yeah. Be you know, be compassionate with yourself. And uh, I am very good at this, loving myself, aren't I, Drew? I only just got the uh, I only just got the sure. People
1: notice that from your uh, social media (laughs) posts, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Says you striking poses for for sure. you know model over there striking poses pouting every picture. Bit rich coming uh-huh. from you. <laughs> oh, yeah. no no, but that 's what we, we don 't mean in a superficial way we don 't mean like you know love yourself like narcissistic, although mm-hmm. you do have to I think have a certain level of narcissism to actually be compassionate with yourself right that 's not being an arrogant idiot it 's having yeah. a certain certain level of you know compassion for yourself, and as you said, you know you should be really the focus should be training because you love your body and you want to take care of yourself. And once again, not because you love your body in a way where you want to, you know, in a superficial way or an art, you know, a, a kind of or, all all in an aesthetic way at all. We mean internally doing it because you want to look after yourself long term. You want to create sustainable health. And as we said, the physique then comes as a byproduct when you have the right priority in terms of making your health a priority as opposed to really focusing on purely on how you look and just and as andrew said then it's having compassion with yourself and and using the right words with yourself you know we're all going to have negative uh, self-talk from time to time but it's just being yeah. self-aware i think self-awareness comes into this point a lot it's being self-aware enough to
1: know that it's not serving you talking to yourself and all, like that, and it's not and real you it's, it's like, your you, own perception you, you, right yeah, and you, like I you said, there there are going to be times where you are negative towards yourself, and there's obviously going to be uh, shitty days in between where you're. No, nobody gets up every day and be like, "Oh my god, I love myself so much." But there's going to be days where you you don't feel good, and you do feel like you have less confidence. Yep. But just remind yourself of the progress you've made. Um, over the past past oh. months or years or whatever exactly. and that's just going to help you keep more moving forward and keep pushing you forward and, and trying to get to that goal exactly and what it does for
0: your mental health as well we all know once we've trained you're never going to go to the gym and leave feeling worse about, you, worse about yourself mentally you're always going to get that endorphin fix mm. and you're always going to feel better afterwards it's going to set you up for the day um, and it's going to you know we all know how important exercise is for your mental health so when you start you know connecting the dots most of you already do who listen to this. This, but you know it makes you feel good mentally and it, it really sets you up for uh, for success um, yeah. yeah mate so I, go on I'm going to have to wrap this up now Drew because uh, we're running out of time mate
1: alright
0: um, wonderful yeah also I think we covered pretty much everything there all the main points I feel were covered there but um, just to wrap it up I yeah. wanted to uh, let the audience know that we have we have a huge uh, offer on right now we have a bundle our our main training program, our version 1.0, uh, full body weight training program. It's a 10 week program. As we talked about earlier, the first point was, you know, following a structured program. It is night and day difference in terms of results. And our program is split into three phases. It's structured into, you know, one phase is strength phase, one phase is hypertrophy, one phase is endurance, and it will get you, significant results so we have our nutrition guide as well um included so you get basically the bundle is our training program and the nutrition guide the nutrition guide you get for free so we're throwing that in for free uh when you purchase our training plan So instead of those two, you know, costing you $138, you get them both for $99 together. And that's an exclusive deal. We're robbing ourselves there, right? Because the nutrition guide itself um, has got everything in there in terms of how to calculate your calories and how to, you know, how to improve your overall health, your gut health, if your goal is, you know, fat loss, muscle gain, it's all in there. So don't miss out on this deal. Uh, Go over to optimizeyourbody.com and we have a, a drop-down menu there for uh for our bundle so it's a nutrition and training bundle don't miss out on that offer because it ends very soon so yeah man i appreciate you jumping nice. in uh, jumping in again drew and uh you know we're a teammate so it's good that it's good to have you on board man
1: true that mate i appreciate it thanks for inviting me on again cheers brother have a good new year's eve and you mate. enjoy cheers man Bye bye